0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN,
3: the Sports Betting
4: Network. It is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a Friday here on the program. Uh, that means we get an hour of Mike Samich, VSIN betting analyst and host. Of course, hosts the handle on Saturdays and Sundays with Matt Brown. Now, we've got a very special at 7 to 10, both Saturday and Sunday Eastern time, so 4 to 7 West. But we've got a very special Edition of the handle on Saturday, a Super Bowl prop special, which the boys have been grinding at and will be re aired all over the place. So, looking forward to the Super Bowl prop special on the handle this Saturday. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and we welcome in Mike Samich. Now, I love a lot of Samich's. I love Bitter Samich, <laughs> I love Stubborn Samich. But we got Sunshine Samich during the break because Amal Shah asked an apt question. Look, we're going to bet on the Super Bowl, of course, the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs. But is there juice to the matchup? And immediately Samich said, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this matchup, the rematch from four years ago. Sunshine Samich, welcome.
5: But thank you. This should be a great game. I don't know why you guys are are hating all over it. I mean, we've got we've got Mahomes, who is trying to become the best quarterback ever. I'd say he's cemented himself in second if he can win the Super Bowl, but trying to chase down Brady. You've got the Mr. Irrelevant story of Brock Purdy. You've got this San Francisco 49ers team and Kyle Shanahan that that really need to win this year. This is a huge game for them. So you got that great storyline. And let's be honest. These are also the best two teams in football right now. I mean we we did get the best teams in this matchup as well, which I think brings a little more shine to it. So you guys got to perk up here. I need more positivity from the show. It's not all college basketball just yet. First of all, the <laughs> The only good thing about the last time
3: these two teams matched up was I had the Mahomes rushing prop under and he went backwards at the end of that Super Bowl to get the cover for me. That was let's be real here. Minus the final 10 minutes. That was a boring game. Shanahan. He doesn't excite anybody. We've seen Mahomes.
1: You can't turn on the TV without seeing Mahomes and Kelsey. I'm mean, It's like, come on, uh, Mike. I noticed you. um You addressed a lot of things outside hmm. of the actual football play. And I think that's where our our bugaboo is—is is that we think it's going to be a hideous game to watch.
5: Well, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I kind of would tend to agree with you guys. It may be more defensive, which a lot of people would, uh, re- which was, a lot of people would reference as hideous. But like, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the opening script for both of these teams are. What are we going to see from Shannon? What are we going to see from Reed? The second half, second half adjustments from Spagnolo I think are going to be fascinating. But I mean, I'm more of the, it's more of the geeky football answers than the, Hey, it's going to be this blockbuster up and down matchup. I know you guys were rooting for Buffalo, Detroit. That would have been a lot of fun. I'm not disagreeing because that would have been points galore. This is going to be more of a chess match. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And part of me wants to see Shanahan just completely blow another one of these. And I think that is 100% in the cards here.
4: <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, Mike Samich joining us. Um, I love Sunshine Samich, but I also, Amal and Dustin know this. I love BF Samich, and that's Best Friend Samich. So what's fascinating, and I do appreciate, I'm looking at the text after the championship weekend. Amal Shaw. I'm so sorry, Patrick. Dustin Sweetelson, you know, you're a great guy. I'm sorry about your Lions. And uh, just hold on. Let me pull up Samich's uh, text to me after my Lions got beat in the championship game. Maybe one of the toughest beats a fan base has ever experienced. Uh, I'll just first go to Twitter, at Somobomb on Twitter. Uh, Mike Samich tweeted after the game between San Francisco and Detroit, check on your Lions friends right now, which, I mean, that's nice. He's reminding people that if you have a Lions fan in your life, you should check on them. So I'm going to read what Samich wrote me after my Lions loss. Dustin, do you have crickets? Do you have a cricket sound effect? <laughs> you can play that now. Uh, Mike Samage literally rubbed in my face that all Lions fans should be checked on, and you literally didn't text me. I mean, it's kind of one of the biggest D-bag moves in the history of friendships. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll take one on the chin here. That's my bad. <laughs> I probably should have. Probably should have. How you doing, Patrick? Now that we're a week away. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Gonna, how dare you? <laughs> you no, no. How to emotionally get period through this moment, dear you. He was letting Dustin. you
1: process the in, p- process your yeah, emotions.
5: I, I I don't want the instant reaction. I wanted to be there for you when you were going through the different phases of grief. Dustin, a comment like yeah. friendship. No, friendship I, I, matters in life.
1: I I think Mike. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be in the middle here but maybe there's a chance that mike's perspective was he's gonna be really emotional i want to make sure when i talk to him he's worked all that out and i can help him overcome whatever's lingering at the end of all that
5: is that fair mike i I think that's a good point i mean as a dolphin they should say it was your point you say it's exactly what i was thinking Dustin nailed it. Okay. (laughs) Dustin just jumped into my brain, was able to just pull out the exact thoughts in that moment when I was sitting at a poker table in Las Vegas, watching the football game. Um, But look, I don't remember getting a text when the Dolphins went out, Patrick. (laughs) No one thought the Dolphins were going to do anything. I mean, I I thought the Dolphins were going to win the Super Bowl, and I was just crushed.
3: Mike, I have to be honest with you. You're a smart guy. That's probably not a good argument to start
5: with. (laughs) No, no, no. no, It is a good argument. (laughs) It is a good
4: argument because you were born in Miami, right, Mike?
5: (laughs) Yes, yeah. Born born in no, no.
4: Okay. You didn't text me literally with
5: born so in Detroit. i was Didn't hear from like
4: Yeah. No, that's cool. So I'll write you when the Giants or Jets lose. Congratulations. Hey, by the way, you
3: should text him the other night when the
4: Blue Jackets beat the Blues. That was embarrassing. <laughs> nothing. Got nothing. Got nothing. Um, you know what? I I want to do this. Uh, Dustin and I were talking about this during the break. We've been having so much fun with the head coaching hires. So I saved this until Samich joined us. Let's give a letter grade to the eight new coaches hired. Before we do that, we've been having a lot of fun with what the commanders did. They went Dan Quinn. They went defense. Mike, did you want to comment if you're running a franchise right now in 2024? Are you probably thinking going
5: offense? Let's just start there. I'm leaning offense. I mean, I, I think that is the the wiser way to start a franchise, especially when you're drafting number two overall. and going to take a quarterback. You may want to get a younger offensive mind in mm. and head coach just so that you help with the development of said quarterback, since that's what's going to determine whether or not your franchise is good for the next five to 10 years. But if I was going to go defense, I would go with a younger defensive mind so I could try and have this coach who's not just this old stalwart of the NFL in there and if i was gonna go an old defensive guy i would go vrabel like this there's so many levels of failure here with the washington hire by the way patrick
3: you should have seen dustin's reaction when he said Vrabel.
4: well he's got a tear in his eye whenever vrabel is brought up i think we very much learned during this cycle of new coaches being hired that vrabel just might be a jerk
1: Okay, he might be a jerk, but based on the information I don't want to say out loud, it's all over the internet about what this guy's done, Mike. If you haven't seen it, Google Dave Canales' book and just read about the book that he wrote. Um, you could tell me right now you would rather have Dave Canales leading your, your franchise, your locker room, than Mike Rabel?
5: I mean, I don't... Well, okay, the, the, the problem with Canales is There's that... a lot. Well, the, the, he took the, the Panthers' job, right? Yeah. I mean... Who wants that job who <laughs> wants to work for that's fair you have a very limited group of people but, that you could pick to, to, that would actually take that position i, I disagree so, with you mike
3: and you worked in sales so you understand this it's best to take over a territory that's dormant and struggling all he's got to do is elevate it a little bit once he gets fired his next thing is like i work for that looney tune in charlotte they'll hire him
5: the problem is that there that there's nothing the cupboards are bare you don't have your own first round pick bryce young doesn't look great. That's a problem. And you're going to get fired at the end of this year. It's one thing if you get a couple years to work inside the franchise and try and grow it so you can point to some bright spots. He's not going to get a couple years. Tepper has showed his hand here. He has gone through coaches faster than Dustin goes through in and out burgers. I mean, it's just ridiculous at this
1: point. <laughs> first, first of all, I don't get the – uh, I get the I get the flying Dutchman with the whole grilled onion wrap. I don't get the actual burger just fair, for, for future fair. reference. Uh, secondly – so with Bill Belichick still out there, you think if, it gets, if it's really ugly, Dave Canales doesn't make it a year. Tepper goes, come on,
5: Billy B, save me at 72 years old. Basically, Obi-Wan. I mean, he can throw him enough money to do it. The thing with the Belichick is he wants to take over the entire organization. I don't think that's why I think that's why it didn't work in Atlanta is that when Belichick was going through his interview process, he's like, yeah, I want to bring in all my friends. I'm going to I want to have control over the football team. I'm not sure Tepper's the guy to be able to give it to him. But if he decides to go, okay, I'm going to take my hands off and I'm just going to throw money at Belichick. Go for it. I don't think it works. I mean, what do we really think Belichick can lead a rebuild? No. We just saw him try. Like, no. it, it didn't end well.
3: Pat, Patrick, just to build on what Mike said about Belichick, real quick, big picture one, this is one of the reasons why I don't think he got hired. Think about some of the people that have come through his regime Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien, uh, Scott Pioli. Some of these people have the worst dispositions working in any organization you've ever seen. And I think there's something to that. It's not just that he comes across as a curmudgeon. I think it is absolutely part of the problem.
4: Yeah, no, I I agree with everything you guys said. What's interesting about Belichick is he's known as a curmudgeon. But last Sunday night, he sent me a text. Sorry about
5: your lions. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, flexing that you got Belichick's number. I like it, Patrick.
4: (laughs) Good comeback, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) i had to the fact that Samic used to work in sales and didn't contact a friend that is it's sales 101 you got to keep the friendships anyway i'll get over it eventually and and can i just say this it's public domain so it's not crazy for us to tell you what we keep on being sheepish about with canalis the new the new carolina head coach so apparently he used to have a porn addiction he cheated on his wife And he was a binge drinker. He and his wife, and he said he was, he's a recovering quote, narcissist. He and his wife wrote a book. They have children. They wrote a book about him cheating on his wife, porn addiction, narcissism, and binge drinking. Isn't that the definition of being a narcissist, that you're going to write a book about what people go through every single day so everybody knows just the vile things happening behind closed doors? That is wild. I'm sorry. That is just my opinion, but that's a wild thing to do.
5: But he's recovering now, Patrick. He's not writing the second edition. And I
4: hope that's a pop. I'm not being I'm not being. I hope I I don't mean this facetiously. I hope the guy goes on to live an awesome life. It's just a weird move to broadcast your family business through a book. I'm not judging the actions. I'm judging the writing of a book. However, that's what I'm saying, too. I'm judging. Hey, I'm a narcissist here. Let everybody here. Here's what I did. Anywho, I hope he wins a million games. We come back with the rankings for the coaches. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network the line of the week dustin during the break said narcissism doesn't go away trust me i know (laughs) we know big guy VSyn.com, the old one went away you know what's back a brand new paint job vsin.com fresh new look enhanced navigation mobile first focus oh the big guy improved functionality expanded educational content it's all there Brave reviews coming in people on their phones very immediate responses it's awesome visen.com check it out and when you do i believe it was maybe tuesday i'm all Shaw Dustin Sweetelson I'm Patrick Maher Sharp Money presented by DraftKings Mike Samich, host of the handle Saturdays and Sundays here Visen analyst joins us i believe it was sad it was monday or tuesday i woke up and right there in the visen daily mike Samich write up on props for super bowl 58
5: right there good job my man Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Bill giving me some love in the v Daily here the last few weeks. So hopefully, uh, hopefully there's some more discussion around I wrote a props article uh, today for some of the early props that I've played as well. I already talked about who I like in the Super Bowl on there as well. So make sure you go over subscribe and uh, check out the articles. We've had a, a good run this year.
4: Good job, friend. We Let's do, <laughs> let's do, let's do this. I'm not going to let it go. It's just impossible. That's After I That's heard fine. about the you tweet. Know. After I heard about the tweet, it's uh, Dustin. I'll call you about it after the show. (laughs) Um, No, just (laughs) Yeah, but I got to talk about me
5: first. I know you. You Yeah, you're a narcissist. That makes sense. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Let's, fellas, here's what we're going to do. A, B, C, and D. You can go pluses. You can go minuses. Dustin, you're going to throw out a coaching hire, and we're going to grade them. Okay? Gerard Mayo to the New England Patriots. (laughs) Okay, we'll go around the horn. And I don't want to start with Gerard Mayo, so I'll, I'll defer to Amal Shah. It has that vibe. It has that vibe. I'm, I'm going
3: to go C+. You've got a person who was under the old regime, so certain things aren't going to change. It's going to be the Belichick and the Patriot way. Um Look, I think he's a solid guy. I don't think he's got a ton of experience, but this team really needs an offensive overhaul. I would have gone to the offensive side of the ball. The defense was very solid, so I can appreciate building on that one. But I'm going to go C-plus here. doesn't make me jump out of my seat if I'm a Pats fan.
4: Okay, we'll go right to left with the grade. Sam, it's your next.
5: I'm going to go flat C. I I just, I'm uninspired by it. I I agree with them all here. You're just bringing someone in who was in the organization prior to it. Your big issue is the offense. You're not addressing the offense. Uh, The one positive I would say is it is someone who the players know and has been in the building. But for me, it's just, it's uninspiring. I'm going to go. C as well. That's average.
4: And it feels like an average hire. Every time I've seen Mayo talk, it's he's very impressive. I, I like what he has to say. Feels like something where there was a bit of a bias like Kraft decided a while back he was going to hire Mayo and he just stuck with it even as things changed. So uninspired, I'll go C, big guy.
1: I'm going to go D. And the only reason it's not an F is because I actually like Gerard Mayo. It's the situation I don't like. What that organization needed was to completely flip things over, turn the page and go the opposite direction of the way things have been. There's been a, a cloud hanging over that organization for the last few years. And this last season, it got really ugly. All the reasons why they hired him knowing him familiarity him being a patriot knowing the patriot way those are all the reasons why they should have hired anyone else than gerard mayo and let him coach another organization good answer
4: good answer okay dustin give us the next coach amal we'll start with you and go across the board uh jim harbaugh to the chargers A-plus. We talked
3: about it earlier in the show today. His ability to coach up his teams wherever he's been. University of San Diego, Josh Johnson ends up playing in the NFL for a long time. Andrew Luck, first overall pick at Stanford, has great success there. Remember, he beat Pete Carroll two out of three times when Pete was at SC, goes to the San Francisco 49ers, gets to an NFC championship game, I think three times, goes to a Super Bowl once, um, had tremendous success, and then, of course, caps off with a national championship at Michigan. Home run higher, in my estimation, I know you guys love Ben Johnson, but I think this is the best hire of the offseason.
5: Samich? Samich? I'm going to go with an A plus as well. He was, he was the the biggest prize that was to be had here, especially when Ben Johnson stayed put, it's a good matchup with the, the chargers. I think you need that type of juice in LA specifically with the Rams there already. And the fact that no one cares at all about the chargers, this hopefully makes someone care about them. They also need a, just an organizational overhaul from an attitude perspective. You could just tell that that team didn't really want to be there or play for Staley. Now you get that overhaul. You're going to get a completely different building there with uh, with Harbaugh in charge. And now, to see how good Herbert is I, he has been phenomenal from a stats perspective he's really struggled in big moments and big games we'll see if that changes with Harbaugh
4: okay it, it Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers a plus and I want to say this I think there's one coach I would hire over Jim Harbaugh at this point and it's Sean McVay literally the second guy on the planet I think Jim Harbaugh
1: is a home run a plus big guy I think there's a case situationally where Justin Herbert is at his career and his development And where Jim Harbaugh has been and what he's accomplished, that this could go down as one of the greatest head coach offseason hires we've ever seen. Simply because those two converging together at this point in their careers might be absolute perfection. So it's an A plus plus. Okay, next one. Start with them all. Let's go with the Tennessee Titans hiring Brian Callahan.
3: I'm going to go with a B. Uh, I think Callahan did a tremendous job with the offensive side of the ball with the Houston, excuse me, with the Cincinnati Bengals. But you had Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon out of the backfield, Tyler Boyd as well. So it's going to be hard to see if he can translate what they did effectively in Cincinnati, in Tennessee, with the lack of talent there.
5: Yeah, I'm. Oh, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No problem, friend. I'll jump in here. Uh, I <laughs> dare you. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with an A simply because it's either going to be a very good hire or a very bad hire. And you're going to know really quickly. And if, if I'm trying to bring someone in to lead an organization, I want to bring in a young offensive mind. This is one of the better ones that we believe we had in the NFL in the last couple of years as a coordinator. You're going to find out how good he is real quick. And if you found a good head coach, you're going to keep him for a long time. So I'll go with an A.
4: Circumstantially, I'm going to go a minus. I agree. It could be a home run. It could be a disaster. But it tells me they think Will Levis is the future there. They're tethering Callahan to Levis. Callahan had a winning record with Jake
1: Browning. I have to go a minus there. Big guy. Uh, You mentioned Sean McVay earlier. He's the reason why this is an a higher for me. Uh, because Callahan coached for Taylor, who coached for McVay. And when you look at the McVeigh tree, Matt LaFleur, Jed Fish, Kevin O'Connell, Zach Taylor, Raheem Morris, all at some point coached for him. I like all those guys. Have to assume that means I'm also going to like Brian Callahan. If they're friends with those guys, I want to be friends with them. Beautiful. Next one. Next one will go Antonio Pierce to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go with a C minus. I thought it
3: was a prudent move to hire the guy internally because remember when last time they got to the playoffs with Rich Basaccia they chose not to retain him. I think Antonio Pierce does have the ear of the players. He's a former player himself, won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Something of that nature has to be taken into consideration. But overall, some of the decisions, some of the disposition don't necessarily resonate with me. Um, this is like a C to C minus.
5: I'm going to go with an F. <laughs> I'm going to go all the way down here, and and for a couple reasons. First off, uh, he didn't have much experience before taking over the interim head coaching role. Uh, he he came in here and he had been to a positional coach, a positional assistant prior to this. Now he's got the big job and and they responded to him on the field when he was able to coach them this year. It's a completely different beast now that you are the full-time head coach. And you've got to go in there and figure out how to bring in your own staff, get the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, right? Moving forward. But the bigger issue is the inmates are running the asylum here as well. In a lot of ways, you've got, uh, Adams, and you've got Crosby who said, I'm out of here if you don't hire Antonio Pierce. We've seen a lot of players in the NBA, and the NFL, try and put their mark on rosters at head coaches. It rarely, rarely works. I, I just don't think Pierce is the answer in Vegas.
4: Antonio Pierce in Vegas is a D, and I'll give you one example. Every girl I've ever dated, within three months, I wanted to marry her, and then I broke up with her. <laughs> so... Or she broke up with me. Point being, (laughs) of course you're in love. It's the honeymoon phase. Now you're going to give the players power, and then once they get sick of them, they turn on them because they think they have the power within the organization. It couldn't be a bigger disaster. And Antonio Pierce may be the greatest coach ever.
1: It's a D. Big guy. So uh, it is a C- for me. Here's why. Uh In the same breath, I can say, Antonio Pierce and what he accomplished last year, he deserved the opportunity to be the head coach and at the same time I can say I don't see how he wins football games consistently in the NFL Uh, very curious to to see how the strategy of just be the opposite of Josh McDaniel's personality works for an entire season in the NFL because that's all he did what happened was everyone was miserable he made everyone happy, they went from a coach they hated to a coach they loved, but now we have to do it over 17 Games. We have to find a quarterback. We have to assemble a staff. And part of assembling his staff started with Marvin Lewis. That's never a recipe for success. So I want to see how this works for a whole year because what he did in a short spurt works in a short spurt. I don't know if it works over the long haul. Good job with pronouncing short spurt
4: twice. (laughs) That was good, big guy. Here's look, I'm not a square smoking cigars in the locker room it's not whatever it's shtick there's someone are they gonna sell are they gonna celebrate by eating in and out after every win now too like just get unhealthier (laughs) it's just a weird i don't know it's a weird vibe to keep the dude that the players convince you to keep it's odd
1: we just established you don't have to eat unhealthy i told you flying dutchman wrapped in grilled onions
4: We've got four more coaches coaches to go. There you go, TikTok girls. You want to make out with Dustin?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
4: Get VSIN, become a pro. It's an annual subscription. So I say set it and forget it because if you pay $199 right now using the promo code SHARP, S H A R P, you get everything we offer for a full year and you don't have to worry about it. You get the betting guides, you get the Super Bowl betting guide. My assumption is you'll make your money off the guide. A lot of sharp people in there, of course. So go get it, become a pro. slash subscribe, promo code SHARP. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. We are we're pacing ourselves because, remember, we're nine days out from Super Bowl 58. We're going to launch into a ton of great stuff coming up on Monday as well. Samich is here. The handle, Saturdays and Sundays. They've got the prop special, which is running. They're going to do it live on Saturday. And then you go to vcent.com if you're a pro, and you can rewatch, get a lot of good tips. So a lot of great content, not just from Sharp Money, in the handle, but from everybody here at vsin, the Sports Betting Network. So what we're doing, we're having a little fun with this. The coaching hire, I don't know why. It's just it's really been fun on the show. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Mike Somich let's do it. We got through OJ OJ Mayo? Why did I just say that? That's a basketball player. It was right? a basketball yeah. player. It is a
5: basketball player.
4: <laughs> Gerard Mayo. We did Jim Harbaugh, Callahan, and we did Antonio Pierce, big guy. Who's next? We'll go right to left. The mall will start. Go ahead,
1: Dustin. I, I have some breaking news, though. I don't know if you can hear the music lightly in the background behind me. Someone behind me just hit uh, a straight flush for $4,600. Uh, so come to the D. Win some money, because this guy behind Congrats. me just did, and he's pretty fired up. Uh, also, okay. based on what we learned from that one guy who had no reaction to winning like 60 grand behind me that one day, uh, keep playing that machine, because it means it's hot don't walk away don't think it just spit out a big big prize you're not going to get another one all right stay Uh, hot speaking of prizes i think we all, all can admit this guy was a prize at least to his wife dave Canales, to the carolina panthers how do we grade it
3: f look he was a surprise to begin with from an interview standpoint coming into carolina and then what came out about him what patrick laid out there's no way i would have hired this guy as the head coach you trying to tell me you couldn't find 50 other idiots that could have done the job
5: no, that's a straight F. I'm going to give him a C. Um, I, I don't love the hire. I'm not sure who else they could have hired. This was the, this was the cursed job. This was the one that no one wanted. Uh, at least they found someone who made Baker Mayfield look like he was good at quarterback again. So I'll, I'll give it a C. Uh,
4: now I'm not going to give it an F because they're combining him with Bryce Young and what Samich just said. But I'll give it a D because psychologically... What's in that book, I'm not one to judge, and I I swear to you, I hope he makes a comeback forever and ever. The book is the oddest thing in the history of books and publishing. So let's go D for Canales, big guy.
1: Yeah, similar to to Patrick and Dave Canales giving it to strangers, I'll give it a D as well. Uh, When you look at his career... Look at it. He's cracking up at his own joke. I knew I was going to lose you, it. I mean, you are, you are <laughs> something. Man. As, as, as soon as you him, said, him, I'm going to give it a D, I was like, I have to play off of that. <laughs> <laughs> with him Giving strangers the D. Uh, <laughs> it's no, no, it's good. Bad. He saved his marriage. It's, it's good. Mar- marriage is important. No one will marry me. So I, well, how would I know? Uh, the Seahawks. He was with the Seahawks for 12 years. The Seahawks had an opening the same year he was hired as a head coach, and he didn't get that gig. I'm going to leave all the other stuff to the side. Like he left pieces to the side. You know what I mean? Side pieces. Um, I'm Sorry, I explained it. Uh, but Seattle had a chance to bring in a guy they knew all about. They passed. That tells me he's just not ready to be a head coach yet. Maybe not ready to be married either. All right, next one. Uh, let's go to Seattle. Mike McDonald, who don't you find it odd that he spells McDonald and the D isn't capitalized? Never seen that before.
4: You know Welcome who would capitalize it? Canalis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got it. We got to stop. We got to stop. Okay, McDonald McDonald. I'm all you're up.
3: I'm going to go with the B. I thought he did a tremendous job one year at Michigan in 2021 and then two years with the Ravens. They had a historically great defense this year. They've got some good pieces to work with with uh, Reek Woolen And of course, uh, Devin Weatherspoon in that secondary. That's a good foundation. You need guys that can cover. I like McDonald a lot. This is a good hire. I'm going to go B.
5: I'm going to give it a B plus. I agree with them all. I think it's a very good hire. It was the, the the crown jewel of the defensive side of the ball from a young coaching perspective. You brought someone in that could be there for 10 to 20 years. The big issue is going to be the offense and who ends up being the OC there and who is able to try and lead them uh, forward. But you've got all the weapons you could want on the defensive side. McDonald should. I mean, you could argue there's more talent right now on that defensive side of the ball than in Baltimore. So I think I think it's a very, very good hire. It uh, just got to figure out the offense in Seattle.
4: McDonald to Seattle. I'm going to give a B. It would be an A if he ran the offense. So B is as high as I'll go for somebody that runs defense. Here, did you know his wife is from Alexandria, which is D.C., yet they didn't go to the Commanders and went to Seattle. Feels like a decision being made there. And McDonald's, 36 years old, from the Harbaugh tree, both Jim and John, tremendous pedigree. Everybody loves him. Energetic. I love the vibes. I'll give it a B.
1: Are there any books about him cheating on his wife? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But... You mentioned his wife. I just want to know. I know. Is that a parameter to get hired these days? <laughs> <laughs> well, you pull yourself together? It's, uh, it's a it's a C-plus for me. He's a defensive coach. The only reason I, I even like the hire a little bit, if you were going to fire Pete Carroll and the stability there was there, you had to bring in someone super young, fresh, innovative. He is that guy. But I think the Baltimore defense has literally always been good, no matter who runs it. I'm not saying that's a knock on him, but it just feels like other guys have done it with the similar pieces. I don't know how great he is there. I do like his personality from what I've seen, because there's a TikTok account that I've seen every single week after the game. He comes out of the tunnel, leaves the locker room, all his fans are yelling, and he goes, talk to this talks to this random fan after every game and it's very endearing and i've i've learned to like his personality from it
4: (laughs) that's the only guy dustin has looked up on tiktok
1: next coach the only male yeah uh next coach let's go with raheem morris to the atlanta falcons I'm going to go with a B. I was hoping they would
3: go offense, but they failed with Arthur Smith there. The defense was very good despite some injuries last year. I think Morris has learned from his failures in the past as a head coach. He's also worked under Sean McVay. He's done a nice job in turning that Rams defense around. I'm going to go B. The only reason I'm not going to go with an A here is I think you need somebody on the offensive side of the ball in today's NFL.
5: I'm going to go with a C. I agree with them all there. I I don't love the fact that it's a defensive hire. I'm downgrading it a little bit because it's a retread. We've seen him before in the head coaching role. I would assume he's learned something from that, but we've got to see him uh, step up, be able to do it. But to me, the issue with Atlanta here was not the defense. It was the offense. So I, I would rather bring in someone offensive. So I'll give it a C.
4: That's a good point. I'm going to go B. I'm going to cap it as far as how high I'll go with a defensive-minded coach. It's been, I don't know, 15 years since his Tampa Bay experience. The word around the league is everybody's obsessed with Raheem Morris. I think he'll be good for recruiting and free agency.
1: So I'll go B with Morris, big guy. It's an A for me. I don't know when I became the biggest Raheem Morris stand on the planet but I love a redemption story. And I love people thrown into the fire. He was way too young in his early 30s. I think a lot of people would not be able to handle the job he had. Also got saddled with Josh Freeman at quarterback who didn't have a ton of experience there. I think he's had a chance to rebuild his career, get new ways to go about his business, learn how he would do it a second time. And you know this guy's been waiting for this opportunity the whole time. I think he's a leader of men. And based on what players are saying, players want to play for him and they play hard for him. I love the hire for him in Atlanta.
4: And finally, Dan Quinn, Amal Shaw. Sure. All
3: right, we're going to go with the straight F. <laughs> I mean, first of all, he was not going to be the guy you were going to select because you waited until the NFC championship game concluded. That tells you they're going to hire Ben Johnson, but he turned them down. Dan Quinn got to a Super Bowl, blew a 28 to three lead. He had two good seasons in Atlanta and Kyle Shanahan was on that stuff. Now, he does know how to bring in guys because he's had guys Morris, Sean, um, excuse me, Matt LaFleur and someone else. I'm leaving off there along with Shanahan. So he, uh, thank you. Uh, he does a good job of bringing guys in that would do well. But guys. This is about as boring as anything you've ever seen. This is like Mike taking his daughter to the ice cream, you know, going to Baskin of Robbins 31 flavors. She's like, yeah, I'll take some vanilla ice cream, please. Are you kidding me? You got the whole case right there for you. And you go with Dan Quinn.
5: Yeah, vanilla ice cream is not pink, so she would not select it. I can promise you that. (laughs) See, she's already smarter. I'm going F here as well. And not just what Amal said, you're also saddling a rookie quarterback with Dan Quinn. What are we doing? I mean, this is is your next five to 10 years of your franchise. This is supposed to be a a, a transcendent pick that you have because you're getting Caleb Williams or Drake May. And Dan Quinn is going to be the head coach? Yeah, great job. Way to go, Washington.
4: It's a straight F for the Commanders. I think the Commanders would grade this a C themselves, (laughs) okay? They waited too long. We know that they should have just kept Ron Rivera because Dan Quinn and Ron Rivera are Spider-Man pointing at each other. Big guy.
1: It's a D-minus for me. It's not quite an F, and here's why. I do think Dan Quinn is capable of finding ways to win games, but again, I look at these coaches now binarily. Can you win a Super Bowl? Can you not win a Super Bowl? He cannot win a Super Bowl. So he might win a few games here and there. But he will be the guy before the guy potentially to raise things up a little. But he's not going to be the guy to win consistently in Washington. The only thing that
3: that improves this offseason for Washington to make it the worst of all time is you take J.J. McCarthy, number two. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever taught
4: Dustin at the beginning of the week, the word binary. I I hate you (laughs) because he's used it 100 times and he learned it on Monday. Back with the picks.
2: This is Sharp Money
5: with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Okay, DraftKings and the Super Bowl, official partner. It's a great combination. New customers, great deal. Bet $5, get $200 instantly, and bonus bets when you use the promo code VSIN. B-S-I-N. DraftKings, download the app. The crown is yours. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Mike Samich joining. He's going to be in studio there at Circa on Saturday with the Prop Special on the handle, 7 to 10 Eastern Time, both Saturday and Sunday. He's excited about getting out to Vegas. We know that. By the way, you guys were talking. So, Dustin and Mike Samich like to go on dates together. They went on a, a date to a nice restaurant, and apparently, they have great doubled eggs there. Tell me if you guys think this is weird. Years ago, met a girl on New Year's Eve. She came over the next day for the South Carolina Michigan bowl game. You guys remember the game because it's Jadavian Clowney <laughs> blowing up the running yep. back. Greatest hit in the history of football, as far as I'm concerned. She shows up, I met her 12 hours before, she showed up with a whole plate of deviled eggs. Homemade? Yeah. She made them.
5: Whoa. Did, was Isn't that odd? Dis- was there a deviled egg discussion the night before?
4: No, de- no, that's a great question. I love deviled eggs. At right. no point on, on New Year's Eve did I say, you know what, I do love deviled eggs. She just
1: randomly showed up in the middle of New York City with a plate of deviled eggs. That seems odd to me. It is, but so I go back and forth as a self-sabotager. The self-sabotager would look at it and go, she's trying way too hard to impress me. But then the person who wants to look at genuine actions would say that's a very sweet thing for a person to do. And then the superficial version of me would say if she eats a lot of deviled eggs and she's going to be hanging out all day, the farts are going to be awful.
4: <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to get gross with it, but you meet somebody on New Year's Eve. She comes over the next day. We're going to eat a bunch of eggs. It's
5: odd. No, it's <laughs> very, <laughs> very. Yes, <laughs> like you, it's, it's a very nice Sorry. thought. You got to give her it props was. for that. But wouldn't it you was. bring like. I don't know a pizza. Did a you? Did pack, you? Well, you said a you few, know, some, something more that's fitting. You said
3: a few minutes ago you love them. So, did you happen to mention that you? No, had no, for
4: them? no, no. At no point did we have a hardcore New Year's Eve deviled eggs discussion. <laughs> she just got oh. now, now. You guys are making me feel guilty because it was a kind gesture. I just was a little off put. But it. the the fe- all, home, but
1: but like the universe here, like you, she had no idea it was one of your favorite things. She brings it over. Do you think maybe you missed out on your soulmate? <laughs> no. By the time the game was done, so ball. was
4: the
5: soulmate. You understand yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Right. Can, we, can we grade the deviled was, eggs, Patrick, from an A to an the, F? Where did where where were they in a deviled eggs ranking? The deviled eggs were better than the date. <laughs> well, obviously, based off that response. But like, maybe she was just really good with deviled eggs. Because if you had like the best deviled eggs ever, I could see them bringing that. But you know, if they're not an A plus. Okay, I, I'm not
4: trying to be mean. The eggs had a better personality. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> see, now you guys did that. that now I'm turning into Dustin. Uh, the Bonnies at Dayton, the Flyers. You're going to lay the seven and a half's homage.
5: Yeah, I'm going to lay it here. We were officially into college basketball season. I started betting it last week. Uh, I I love college basketball. Once we have enough information around them, and specifically conference record and home and road splits here, Uh, I'm going to lay it here with Dayton. They're laying seven and a half tonight, taking on St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure just really struggles in conference on the road. Dayton, on the other hand, seven and one at home. Really tough place to play. Does not get enough credit here. Uh, Dayton, I think, is going to be able to take care of business. The seven and a half was about a point and a half short of where I made the number. I made this one at nine. So I'll lay it with Dayton tonight
4: okay Dustin Amal feel free to jump in I will say this I took eight and a half with Orlando earlier today revenge spot Uh, Again, this is now down to six and a half, so I can't recommend it. Outside of that, I do like the Kings Pacers. I like it to go over, although this isn't a Sacramento team that's as good offensively as they were last year. This number got steamed up. I'm taking a look right now, tonight, 248. I'd still play it, even with Halliburton being restricted. These are two teams that just want to go, 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 pace, pace, pace. And the Kings are horrific defensively, as are the Pacers. Let's go over that. Fellas, anything?
3: And no, uh, I tend to agree with you. You see the line movement already a point, point and a half up on this total here in this one.
1: OK, big I, guy? Have, I have one play for tonight so far. Waiting for some more entry news. Anything that I add, I'll put on the VEASAN slash picks page. Six and two week in NBA props. So fired up. Uh, it's been good. We're going to go <laughs> back to a guy who's been good to us this week. Chet Holmgren over twenty nine and a half. Why are you laughing so hard? Over twenty nine and a half points, rebounds and assists. Phenomenal. Uh well, if you're if you don't if you're not your own flavor flavor, no one else is gonna be. Uh Jalen Williams out of the lineup for the Thunder tonight. When Jalen Williams hasn't played, it's been four games. Chet Holgren has averaged thirty two and a half combined PRA. His number is set at twenty nine and a half to facing the Hornets. The Hornets stink, especially in the front court. They allow the six most most points to opposing power forwards. We'll go over twenty nine and a half on Chet Holmgren.
4: You're the best, big guy. You really are. There's nobody better. Iowa lay it. Five and a half. Ohio State's in town. Mike Somich.
5: Let's go. Let's lay it here. Ohio State is yet to win in conference on the road. They are six or six uh, one and six in their last seven games. So they're really struggling right now. Iowa's significantly better at home. Only one loss in conference at home. Let's take the home team in the Big 12 or Big Ten here and lay it with Iowa, play in the five and a half.
3: I think the Buckeyes are in trouble on the road here at Carver Hawkeye. Iowa is a high-scoring team. Ohio State, as Mike alluded to, has really struggled in some road spots.
4: Okay. Let's see. I was looking. Hold on. What was – oh, our gentleman that came on D.C. earlier. Yeah. I can't say his first name. Dallin. Dallin. Dallin Cuff. Dallin Cuff. ESPN. He's actually on the Bonnies and Dayton game tonight. And Amal, correct me if I'm wrong, he was leaning heavily on the under.
3: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he'd say, well, you know, this uh, Dayton team is tough defensively. They're long. They'll create some challenges. And they're going to turn it into a half-court game. That's where they're effective defensively. So it'll be a challenge for St. Bonaventure's on the road here tonight. Oh, I wish a girl would describe me like you just described Dayton. Long.
4: Are you... Are you you, you okay right now, big guy? (laughs) The the best thing about the big guy is I think you guys heard it during one of the breaks. He said, I don't know what happened to me this week, but I'm just saying what comes to my mind. No, that is very true. Uh, I
1: think I went to replace the filter in my brain and I never put the new one in. (laughs) <laughs> you should write a book this weekend big guy oh i could write a better <laughs> book than that guy trust me <laughs> it has to be
4: it has to be uh samish one more play uh, you have maris
5: lane the two hosting mount saint mary's tonight yeah, we're going to lay it with Marist tonight. This is a revenge game. Mount St. Mary's beat Marist at Mount St. Mary's a couple weeks back. Uh, but Marist just a lot better team here, especially when you look at the in-conference records and their success at home. Uh, they're 5-4 and four in conference. Mount St. Mary's just 3-6. and six. All of the losses for Marist are against better teams in the conference. Mount St. Mary's, on the other hand, has been losing to everybody, specifically on the road. So I like this revenge spot here for Marist Lane, just two and a half.
4: Miles Turner's out for Indy. Did that just come through? Man, This the reporting of injuries in the NBA. And again, I repeat wild. myself every show. Adam Silver is more progressive. Think, think whatever you want about the guy. But as Mike just said, it's wild. They have to regulate reporting. It's and not going it, to, they're
1: killing the handle. So numbers at three and a half right now, uh, Sacramento laying it, and also Halliburton and Jalen Smith for Indy are going to be game time decisions. Oh, we kind of
4: assume yeah, that, about, right?
1: Everybody's yeah, game time decisions. Halliburton, if he plays, is
4: going to be restricted. I just think these two teams are going to go back and forth. I
1: want forth, no back more back game time decisions. That's what I'm saying. When, when, when the the cutoff time <laughs> of when the game time decision should be, should be like three hours before tip off. That's when we need to know
5: especially in the NBA. Like it's not that hard to go out and shoot some shots like three hours before the game. I get it with the NFL. you got to take some hits. It's a very physical sport. NBA, just figure out if you can play basketball or not and let us know.
3: I would say one hour before it should be there because they have, they have a media session with the head coach about an hour and 15 minutes before tip off. The guys are out there warming up. You know, at that point in time, whether the player is going to go, that could be great information that's disseminated. And let's be real here. Nobody really gives a damn about Charlotte playing on the road in a game against Oklahoma city unless they have money on the game Chet home well, we're I'll over
1: 29 a, and a half
4: i'll give you the best example last night i had to say addendum i like the jazz but if maxi plays it's a no bet yeah the jazz were a four and a half point favorite maxi turned around and scored 52 <laughs> points you scored, like, like, that's how much one player is going to flip everything you're
5: trying to accomplish He
1: scored score like the first have- 16 in that game or something Do like we had 36 that 36 at the break <laughs>
5: We have, we have actives and inactives 90 minutes before an NFL game. Yeah, Why can't we do that in the NBA? What's so hard about that? They, they absolutely need to. By the way, Patrick, one
3: big bet for tomorrow. Kentucky at home yes. getting a point and a half. I love, absolutely love Big Blue. They're, they're coming off a home loss against the Gators. I know Tennessee lost on their home floor against South Carolina. But at Rupp, this is going to be a tough spot for the Big
4: Orange. Tremendous. And then Houston laying points at Kansas. Tomorrow is going to be fascinating as far as college basketball. I, I'm a Looking little bit scared forward.
3: on that one, though.
4: Yeah, I love I told it with, you that's the one team I've been kind of zeroed in on, and I'm obsessed with watching watching Houston. OK, so I'm just it travel safely. The handle Saturday, a prop special for the Super Bowl. And then on Sunday as well, 7 to 10. Um, all. have a great weekend. Enjoy the college hoops. You as well. Big guy, I I, I kind of, maybe I shouldn't do this, but
1: I'll give you the final word for today. No, you shouldn't have done it. I know better. <laughs> I know what I was thinking of saying, and I'd like to keep my job for at yeah, least no, Yeah, week. keep your job.
4: Hey, everyone have what a great, great weekend. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, my am just nailed it. That's the way to end it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday here on Sharp Money.